Hallelujah. We're going to call our pastor to the platform now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, the young man that uh, Tyler had just mentioned, David Ryston, he did pass away. Um, so we just, uh, he has a mother. I know his mother is alive, but... Um, and he does have uh, children not living with him. They're, him and his wife were divorced. So we're just asking you to remember the mother and the children, that God would comfort this family um, when they find out. Because we had none of their numbers. So just, uh, if you would, and, you know, it's a shock to our neighborhood. Um, it, so... Um, Hopefully, we'll continue to be witnesses. Um, it's definitely a shock. So, um, anyway, I don't have any. I don't know what else to say. It's just uh, pray for me. He was not even 50 years old. So, um, let's just remember. So important, you know. I mean, I, I can't stress how important it is to be a witness. Um, to people. Every time you get an opportunity um, to witness to them. Anyway, I want to talk about anxiety. I'm going to try anyway. A um, little bit of a crazy night for me. So um, I do covet your prayers. I, I want to talk to you about anxiety. Um, we're going to turn to Exodus 14, 1 through 14. You're there, say amen. amen. We welcome everyone online tonight, um, and we welcome everyone that came to church. So there's some things that are going on in churches today. I got an article from Barna, uh, the Barna Group that churches are looking to close their doors and go strictly on streaming online. I don't know how they're getting around the scripture that says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves. There's a reason you cannot be a disciple maker, nor can you be discipled at home. You can't connect to no one. And that's exactly what the world is trying to do to the church, is to distract it, disassemble it, so that we cannot be what God wants us to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. In these days, it's not the time to start making all kinds of excuses or keeping old excuses of why we can't come to church. Anyway, that's not my message for tonight. That's just a free one for you. Um, but turn with me to Exodus 14, 1 through, 4, 1 through 14. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before uh, Pirroth between Migdal and the sea over against Belzephon. 
before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. I've got them where I want them. And I will harden, this is the Lord said, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And, did and it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh and, the, and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made his chariot ready, or he made, his, made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand, but the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and the chariots and Pharaoh and the horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside Pirath. Pirath. I might be pronouncing that wrong, forgive me, before Belzephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out, out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us? to carry us forth out of Egypt. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. 14 says this, and that's where I'm wanting to take you today. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. I want to give you 17 anxiety-crushing Bible verses that will stop Satan dead in his tracks. I, I, was, I was studying to continue our series on diving deep, and it was just the Lord just changed things. And so, if I may talk to you about the 17 anxiety-crushing Bible verses that will stop Satan dead in his tracks. But you see, you have to use the Word of God. To be able to stop Satan, you have to be able to use the word. Amen. You may not see it, but there is a battle going on. Right now, there's a battle in the supernatural going on right now. And, and, and it's a war of two worlds. 
They're fighting for your heart. One is the Lord, one is Satan. And one side, there's Satan and his army working tirelessly to fill your heart with fear and anxiety and draining you, draining your hope, draining your faith and the promises of God and fueling fear with lies and worries. And, and, and we see that the children of Israel found themselves in a situation and anxiety was rising. They'd, they'd begin to verbally say, I wish that we were back in slavery. We'd have been better off to stay where we were in, in, in bondage and we would have been better off to just stay there and die. But you have brought us out here into the wilderness where it's a dry place and now where do we go? What's going to happen? They're going to kill us now. You see, but as the children of the Most High, we have no reason to fear. I'm going to say that again because we as the children of the Most High God, we have no reason to fear the things that are going on around us. We can't allow the anxiety that fills our hearts to rob us of our full happiness in the Lord and in this life. I'm not saying this world is my home. Because as you know, I will tell you, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. But every moment I have, every opportunity that I have, I want to share something with somebody about the goodness of the Lord. I did share with this young man that died tonight. I shared with him for, I guess he's been there about eight years, somewhere in there, eight, nine years, and that he's been one of our neighbors. We have shared with him, not only uh, I, but... Now that Brother McCauley is there sharing the gospel with him, we've, been, we've talked to him before, we've shown him uh, love and, and, and everything, but you never know the day nor the hour that the Lord is coming back. You don't know the day nor the hour that your number is being called by the Lord. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. My anxiety should not be, I should not have any anxiety, but you see this world is creating anxiety. The things in this world are creating anxiety for us. It's, it's you know, whether the stock market's going to crash, whether, whether I'll have my job tomorrow, whether, whether I'll have medical insurance tomorrow, whether we'll have power next week or this week after the snowstorm. What will we have? Anxiety. It's just overwhelming. But we can, we can allow the anxiety that fills our hearts to rob us of full of the full happy existence of the Lord in our lives. Amen. Jesus came so we would have life and have it more abundantly. And, and yet sometimes I think we get distracted and we forget about that. We forget about having life more abundantly, having life good, having, having things that are, that could, you know, uh, we were talking, Brother McCauley and I were talking and sometimes, you know, you, you think you got it bad and then you hear someone else's story right I could be complaining today I could have been complaining and then all of a sudden I find out I go knock on the door because another neighbor said I haven't seen him have you seen him have you heard of him and I said no I haven't seen him I haven't I haven't heard but I'll go check on him and I I call no no answer and I knock on the door and I could see him laying at the top of the stairs Did he know that that was his, that the Lord was calling him home sometime between yesterday morning 
And this, this evening, well, it had to be sometime because he was purple. So, did he know? No. I don't know the day nor the hour that the Lord's calling me back, but it's so imperative now in, these, in the days that we live. And this young man, you know, we, we, we all, all the young people say, I got plenty of time to get ready for the Lord. And I'm not talking about hyphen age. I'm talking all ages, all of us, even older people go, uh, older generations go, oh, you know, I got a little bit more time. I got a little bit more time. But anxiety, anxiety has no bearing in a place where the Lord dwells. If the Lord's dwelling within my life and in my soul and in my body, he, I, the anxiety has no place here. I know it's not easy to get rid of anxiety. I understand anxiety. I've dealt with anxiety. And I, I understand, though, what I'm understanding is that the more I talk, to the Lord, the more I will try to read the word, I, I try to put something positive into my life, it begins to change, things begin to change, right, and, and Satan has no hold on you, his schemes are no match for the Lord that we serve, his schemes are, have no match for the Lord that we serve, God loves you, his he loved you so much, he wouldn't have, if he didn't love you so much, he wouldn't have went to a cross and died for us. Still, sometimes it's very hard for us to believe that God can overcome our anxiety. When every minute of every day is full of games that your mind has chosen to play. Right? I won't lie to you. Going and knocking on his door, not even 50, I'm 49, and he's dead. You think it creates some anxiety? Could, very much so. Because we never know when, our, when the Lord's going to call us home. But if we're ready, when I'm ready, when you're ready, you have no anxiety about the day nor the hour that the Lord calls you home. But it, it does make you start checking some things. Right? I'm just, I'm being real. You know? So, so we must understand that the devil plays games in our mind. It's the battleground. Filled with worry, inexplicable fear, anxiety. It is not choosy, it, it, the attacks. It just brings attacks onto you. Just like it's master. It merely comes to kill your spirit, steal your joy, destroy and Destroy you and your hope for life without, without any crippling effects. That's how Satan operates. If he can distract me spiritually, if he can distract me in my, in my everyday walk and in my everyday life, anxiety will build up. I know what, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to say this, I know that what you're thinking, and, and, and maybe you've never dealt with anxiety, or maybe you do deal with anxiety and you're going, you don't understand. I have prayed, and God has not taken away my anxiety. And that may be true. But our God is sovereign. Amen. We serve a sovereign God. And his timing is always perfect. Maybe you've struggled with anxiety for months, or maybe you've even been carrying it this weight for years. Whatever the case may be, God is still good. He is still faithful. 
And he will not let you suffer for no reason, especially at the hands of Satan. Without God at our right hand, we can never overcome the evils of this world. We need Jesus. Amen. Amen. I need Jesus. I was up here praying, God, clear my mind. Clear my mind. Clear my mind. The, the stuff that goes on without God at our right hand, I am not going to be able to accomplish or overcome the anxiety. It may be more than we can handle, but our suffering is never more than God can handle. Amen. And, and, and while you may be struck or stuck in a battle, feeling like the Lord has gone silent in your struggle, he has already gone before you and provided tools for overcoming even the smallest anxieties of, that you may face. Amen. You see, the Bible is truth. The Bible is truth. Truth spoken straight from God's mouth. And in his truths, we find peace. We find comfort. We, we find that it surpasses all understanding. Amen. He comforts those that, are, those that are hurting, comforts those that are lost, comforts those that have lost someone. But I want to give you, I'm going to give you 17 scriptures. Number one, Proverbs 12, 25. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Amen. Amen. It's almost like life, speak life, live by life, speak death, live by, de live by death. Whatever's in your tongue and you speak. But the bottom line is, the heaviness of the heart, that's something that we have to be cautious of. The devil will always bring things that bring heaviness to the heart, right? That make us, makes us stoop, but a good word will make us glad. Anxiety, this is in the Amplified. Anxiety is a man's heart, heart weighs it down. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good encouraging word makes it glad. Number two, Isaiah 40.10. In the King James Version said, Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. The Amplified says this, listen carefully. The Lord God will come with might, and his arm will rule for him. Most certainly his reward is with him, and his restitution accompanies him. I tell you, hold on to the word of God. Hold on to God. When, when anxiety begins to attack us, we need to read the word of God. Hold on to the word of God. Number three, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. In the Amplified, it says it like this, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, or cowardness, or cowardice, or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, and of love, and of sound judgment, and personal discipline, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind, and self-control. God has given us the ingredients. He's given us the words to help us fight 
and overpower anxiety, which we are all, everyone is um, attacked with anxiety. I mean, we walk, I, I, I think we went somewhere, we were running into the store and I didn't have a mask and anxiety kicked in, right? Oh, I don't have a mask, I'm not going to be able to go with you. You know, and, and, and Brother McCauley got me a mask so that we could go in. We were doing some shopping for some supplies and stuff. And, 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 but, you know, anxiety kicked in. You don't have a mask. You can't go in. And I'm thankful I don't live in D.C., right, because you can't even go to a restaurant without showing a vaccine card, which I think that we have, that's really crazy, but that's what our world is coming to. Number four. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than the raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought of raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For, verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 34, take therefore, take, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If you'll allow me, I will read it in the Amplified. It even gets more personable to me. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed, nor reap the harvest, nor gather the crops into the barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add an hour to the length of your life, his life? Verse 28 says, And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not, not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of, these, one of these. 
But if God so clothes the grass and the of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow is cut down, thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of the you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given unto you or be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Anxiety. Start quoting scripture. Psalms 46, 10. Number 5, 46, 10. Psalms 46, 10. Be still and know that I am God. And know, and I'm adding this, forgive me God, and know, it says, I will be, I will be exalted among the heathen. I want to say, and know that I will be, he will be. His word's telling us, I'm going to be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in this earth. He says it in the Amplified, be still and know, recognize and understand <laughs> that I am God. I will be exalted. I mean, exalted, excuse me, exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in this earth. Number six, he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. In the Amplified, it says it like this. For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace, well-being, and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. When we battle things, we need to go ahead and say, God, you already read it. You are written it. It's already written in your Bible. I've read it, and I hold to your word. Your word in Jeremiah 29 says, uh, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. And, and we need to hold on to that, knowing that he, he does not expect disaster to come to us. He doesn't expect oh, evil right. to come to us. He, he does not want that. Devil, I want you to know God's word says you can't bring nothing against me that he don't allow. He already said I could have peace. Yeah. Number seven, Romans eight eighteen. for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amplified says, For I consider from the standpoint of faith. Are we standing on faith? That the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Amen. We need to hold on. Amen. I, I see people slipping away day in and day out. And this is not the time to slip away. 
This is not the time to become the church online. This is not the time to become a saint online. This is not the time for us to give up on the body of Christ. This is not the time for us to give up on our walk with the Lord. This is not the time to let the anxiety that's building up around us because of the mask mandates, because of the, the, uh, the uh, vaccine mandates, because of everything that's going on in this world, the almost ready battles that are about ready to happen, the wars that are about ready to strike up. And if you, if, you're not, if you don't realize that, battles are going to happen at some point. Amen. Amen. And the church needs to be ready because there are going to be people. Listen, I'm telling you, I believe this is a year of revival. I believe this is a year of harvest. I believe that the backsliders are coming back. I believe that the prodigals are coming back. I believe that there are going to be signs and wonders in Grace Gospel Worship Center. I believe that there's going to be things happening supernaturally. I'm not watching the things that are going on around me to be worried about things that are going on in the house of God. I want us to make it in the kingdom of God. Amen. And I need everybody to be healthy in the kingdom of God so that when the backsliders and the prodigals come back and everybody that walked away from the church or all the people that are going to come to the church because the church is shutting down because they think they can still run a church online only when a church, when people need people. We were made to need each other. I, mean, I know there's people that can do pretty well with not always being around people, but the bottom line is we need one another. Amen. We need one another. Because when I hurt, you hurt. When you hurt, I hurt. When I cry, you cry. Number eight, Psalms 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And he amplified, even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord, and your rod to, does protect me. I'm adding a little bit into this one. It says, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. Sometimes we have to just quote scripture just to get through the day. Amen. Amen. When anxiety kicks in, there, I, I'm going to tell you, there's been times I've just been, I, I've been, I just quoted. I said, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know what I mean? Because the devil wants to bring stuff against you. And if you can quote the scripture, the devil can't stand scripture. He can't stand the name of Jesus. And if you will call out the name of Jesus and begin to try to quote even if it's bits and pieces of the scripture, he's going to flee because he knows right now you're, you're about ready to, to rebuke him and send him on his way. And, and before he gets sent back to hell, he wants to get away from you so he can find somebody else and bring anxiety on them. 9, 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now the Lord of what? Peace himself give you peace. Always by all means, the Lord be with you all. Listen, you can tell the devil, devil, the Lord just gave me scripture. He just gave me scripture that Lord of peace. He's not the Lord of anxiety. He's not the Lord of fear. He's not the Lord of, of, of causing you to be distracted. He's the Lord of peace. And himself, he has granted you peace in times and that you need it. The Amplified says, Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace 
at all times and in every way that peace and spiritual well-being that comes to those who walk with him regardless of life's circumstances. What's the last thing say? The Lord be with you all. 10, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he, he it is that doeth or doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, I, I, there's, if we could start reading when the things start happening, these, just these scriptures, it will destroy the devil's attack in an anxiety because you'll start building faith that you have, you, you have not had. And you'll speak to the anxiety. You'll say, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because God's word tells me to be strong and be of good courage and to stop fearing what you're trying to bring into me. The Amplified says it like this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread, in dread, uh, in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He's walking with you. He will not fail you nor abandon you. Number 11, Proverbs 29, 25. I want you to crush the devil. If you're dealing with anxiety, maybe you're not right now. Maybe someone will listen to this that's dealing with anxiety. But I want you to use the scripture to battle the forces of darkness. Number 11, Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Yeah. Amen. In the Amplified, it says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whosoever trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord will be exalted and safe. Yeah. Hallelujah. My God. You don't even have to use all 17 and you can almost, I, I feel myself in a place of getting liberty. I feel myself getting in a place where I feel much more confident in God right now after experiencing what I experienced before I come to the church. In my mind, I'm going, how do you do, how do you do this? I'm up here praying from my mind. How do you do this? You know, and, and, and now the word is starting to do exactly what he said he would do. He's going to destroy the anxiety, destroy the things that are coming against me. And you, if we will use the word of God. Psalms number 12, 27, 1. Sometimes it feels, in the anxiety, it feels dark. The word of God says this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In the Amplified, it, it talks, it, in the Amplified it says this. A Psalms of fearless trusting God by David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge and fortress of my life. <laughs> Whom shall I dread? Number 13, Romans 6.20 says this in the King James, and the, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Amen. That's almost like, mm, take that devil, it's done, Amen. right? Amen says it's solidified, it's done. 
And the Amplified said, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your foot. The wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Number 14. Number 14, Luke 12, 25 through 26. And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? The Amplified says it like this. And which of you by worrying can add one hour to your life? Basically the word of God is saying stop worrying. We can't add nothing. I can't subtract nothing. Only God can do it. Amen. Amen. I, 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 there's things that I don't understand, things that I would like to understand, things that I would like to say is going to be done. I will, if he tells me to say it, I'll say it. Right? I believe it, but he's, got, he's the one that makes the final decision whether he does it. Okay? And the Bible says in the Amplified, and which of you can by worrying, I can't fix nothing by worrying. I can't add nothing, I can't fix nothing. Number 26, or verse 26 says, So if you are not even able to do a very little thing, such as that, why are you worried? My mother, I remember, why are you worried about that? the rest? You know, I, I, I don't know that I do it well, but I've tried. She said, if it's not going to matter in 100 years, why worry about it? Of course, I won't be around in 100 years, so it makes sense to make that statement, right? Because I'm somebody else can worry about it, but I won't be worried about it, right? 15, Psalms 55, 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. The Amplified says it like this, Psalms 55, 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and release it. Here's what happens. We cast our burden and then we take it back. No, no, God, I want, I want you to really have it. No, 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 not today. Uh, no, you know, yes, Lord, I really, no. Maybe, maybe, Lord, no, no, not today. But the Bible says cast your burden on the Lord and release it. And the word says, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, to slip, fall, or fail. <laughs> I, I'm praying, God, don't let me slip, fall, or fail. Lord, let me hold on to your word. Let me hold on to the things. Let me realize that you are the answer and that whatever the circumstances or the outcome is, it's still all well. No matter whether I feel like it in my heart, it might be a, uh, a family issue or something like that, right? But it's still in his will. And I've got to accept that. I'm not going to give up on praying for the situation or the circumstance. But at whatever the outcome comes to, I've got to be okay, God. Did I go to 16? Yeah. 16, Philippians 4, 6. And Sister Tyler, if you're able, I'm ending with... When I get to 17, I'll have a few words. 
or 16, or number 16, Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for not, nothing. Excuse me, let me say that correctly. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known, um, be known unto God. The Amplified says this, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every, every circumstance and situation, by praying and petitioning with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. So I'm saying to you, when you have anxiety or whatever's going on that's causing and creating these things, when you begin to go to the Lord, you need to pray. I'm not telling you to give up and quit praying. I'm telling you to keep praying. The Bible tells us to keep praying. The Bible tells us to forsake not the assembling of ourselves. So why should we forsake the assembling of ourselves, right? So the Bible's telling us to not stop praying. Bring the request to him and continue to pray before him. Amen. Number 17, Psalms 34.4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Thank you, Jesus. And delivered me from all my fears. The Amplified says it like this. I sought the Lord on the authority of his word. And he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Hallelujah. I pray, I pray, I pray that if anxiety can get me and attack me, if anxiety can affect me, it can affect everyone. Maybe you don't understand or know how anxiety works. Maybe you're not sure, but I'm trying to give you scripture to be able to battle against it. The more you read the scripture, the more you loudly articulate the scripture. That's the, that's the key factor. People say, well, I can read. Right, and they read silent. You're not doing anything to the demonic, in the demonic world when you read silently. You need to walk around. When you need to rebuke things, you need to rebuke them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, devil. I just want you to know he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fears that you try to be bringing against me. Read the scripture. Talk it out loud. Talk to him just like you would talk to me. First of all, you ought to be angry if the devil's bringing anxiety. You ought to be angry if the devil. I mean, it's a good thing because that means the devil is trying to get you to walk away from God. And you, you ha he knows he don't have you yet. But when you're not being afflicted, when you're not being attacked by the devil, that's when you ought to really worry. When the word don't affect you, when the word doesn't stir you, when the word doesn't, when you come to church and the word's preached, like getting a, a glimpse of heaven and a glimpse of hell. The Lord knows our struggles. I just want you to know. He knows your heart and he knows the pains. He knows everything that breaks has break has broken you or is breaking you right now but he's also given us the tools a direct lifeline to him through the word of god through prayer and i love the last verse i prayed to the lord and he answered he freed me from all my fears my prayer today is that these verses would linger in our minds online and in this church. 
And even if someone listens to this future tense, that when you have heard these scriptures, that it resonates in your mind, that we might write them down on a post-it note or an index card, hang them above our beds, our shower curtains, our mirrors and doors, the places and things that we see most throughout the day, and that we may pray them without ceasing. Satan has no foothold where God's children are speaking his word. He can't, he can't get a foothold. So Lord, help us to pray and be expectant of you. Help us to believe that you're able to deliver. Help us to believe that you're able to restore. Help us to believe that you're able to take the anxiety through your word and just cause it to go away. You stand with me as we worship. When worship's over, church will be over. But we, we encourage you to be with us on Sunday. We're thankful that uh, Sister Marlena and Sister Tyler are back with us. The Thompsons are traveling. They're not fully recovered. Sister Colleen's not well, fully recovered either. Let's remember these folks. Let's remember Mother McNeil, um, also in body. Uh, and um, let's remember Brother McCauley's uh, cousin, Rapa, I think it's Rapa. Rapa. Okay. Let's remember Randy McNeil. He uh, did a phenomenal job on Sunday, um, and appreciate him the stress load he was under. I hope that wasn't what caused what's going on. Um, but let's remember Randy McNeil that God would move and intervene in his heart, uh, physically his heart, to heal it. Um, in everything. And as we end, we'll start to pray as after Sister Tyler sings, we'll just close out with praying for those names that we've called out tonight. And let's remember Sister McCauley as well, uh, that God will continue to touch her body in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing Yes, hallelujah, Jesus. I dare not touch the sweetest praise, but only trust in Jesus' name. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest praise, but only trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, in Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord. Lord of all.
these names that have been brought before you, Lord, that need a divine touch from you, God. I pray for your spirit to move and intervene in our body. Oh, God, our church, our church family, Lord God, that you would minister to their bodies, every organ, every inch of their body, oh, God. I pray for the sick and the afflicted, the shut-in, oh, God. The Thompsons, I pray, God, as they travel. Randy, oh, God. I pray, God, that you move and intervene. I pray, God, for uh, the... Uh, my father's family, oh God, that you would move and intervene in Charles Ray, Lord God. Minister to their bodies and their hearts, oh God. Let thy will be done. I pray for Deidre Bass's mother, that you would move and intervene in her mother today, God. God, let your spirit reign over everything, God. Let it reign over our church. Let it reign over our body, over the body of Christ, oh God. And let it, we'll return on Monday or Sunday, Lord willing, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Greet one another in Jesus' name. Dismissed.